the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, okay, Thursday. The week is going fast. Doesn't it feel that way? Uh, all is well, except uh, everything's falling totally apart. We are in such shambles. And those poor guys, did you see the whistleblowers? If you come out, if you're a whistleblower and you happen to be conservative or you happen to be pointing out like, hey, maybe January 6th wasn't worse than Pearl Harbor, uh, they basically ruin your life, destroy your life. I saw three amazing whistleblowers, FBI agents, step forward, telling the real story of what's happening in the FBI. And uh, this was their moment in the sun because most of the time they're just struggling to survive. The FBI has ruined their lives And really, I mean, culture, uh, media, no one's coming to their defense um, at all. They're on their own, handful of Republicans sticking up for them. And if you're a left-wing whistleblower, however, life's a party. You know, Vinman has his own TV show now. Mrs. Vinman has her own podcast. Uh, It's – who else? Yeah, isn't he friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger? He goes on Curb Your Enthusiasm you get on the cover of Time magazine and they call you a hero. Actually, they call you Guardians of Democracy. That was a very interesting um, session this morning. And uh, it's all about the weaponization of the FBI, which is happening. It's a real thing. The deep state, so many weak, weak bureaucrats. You know, I printed up the Constitution. You know how thick it is? It's like it's like three millimeters. It's so small. And the manuals, the volumes of rules and handbooks and training, all that stuff, so much of it is, quite frankly, unconstitutional. Uh, so many of these people, our founding fathers had no earthly conception. What? A government of 10 million? How many federal employees are there? I think there are like 10 million federal No, there are 10 million federal employees. It's absurd. We have 537 elected leaders, and they're managing 10 million uh, permanent uh, bureaucrats. Oh, by the way, the deep state, it is real. I saw a guy today saying, I don't even know what the deep state is. Ha, 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 ha. Um, Well, it's unelected people who think they're above the government, uh, above the people who think they're in charge, above the government. They think they're the government. These silly congressmen, they don't know anything. We're the experts. We stick around. Anyway, um, I told you about that city bike woman, the Karen. I hate the word Karen, but they even got me saying it. She's totally innocent. All right, before I do that, though, Joe Biden is in Japan uh, for that G7 stuff. Uh, and on his way out the door yesterday, you tell me, does this sound like it's possibly a um, – I think our national security is at risk when this happens, this is this is a weak country. Ready? Joe Biden's leaving the room and listen, cut 25, cut 25. Okay. He is, he's, he's President Xi. He's ignoring all the questions. Then President Xi, the China president, is mentioned. And, you know, President Xi has all kinds of dirt on Joe and Hunter and the rest. He could blow his administration wide open. So he's got to say something. President Xi, huh? And listen to what he says. Okay, cut. here's his answer. Cut 25. 
No, wait, wait, stop that. Sorry, 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 sorry. Cut 26 is the answer. That's the question. Cut 26. You will be meeting or you will be speaking? <laughs> One more. Did you hear that? I mean, this is a big deal. This is China. This is our enemy, right? He's going to the region, Japan. This is important. He's... <laughs> All right, what about this meeting with President Xi? You know the guy who just floated that uh, balloon over our country and is doing everything else to get ready for war? Oh, one more time, Mr. President, what do you have to say about all this? Cut 26. You will be meeting or you will be speaking? That is, well, there goes our national security. I heard something about soon enough. This is dangerous stuff. We can't, um, and who's waiting in the wings? That cackling goofball. So, um, I don't know. Right there, right there, the rest of the world, they're salivating. They know they can own us. This is still a thing. You got to have a strong president. You have to. And these people behind the scenes, they're all, they're playing office politics half the time. They can't actually lead. All right, more on that in a bit. I want to go to the city by Karen. Sorry, sorry. I love the name Karen, but uh, you know what it's come to mean, and it's awful. It turns out I was totally right about this. I knew they were picking on her. I knew it was unfair, and apparently it was her bike. But guess what? The whole thing shouldn't be a big deal. Two people fighting over a bicycle. Cut 36. Please help me. Please help me. Please get off me. Wait, what the is going on, bro? Yo, don't let him take it, bro. Now you're not getting the bike, bro. Hey, now you're not getting the bike. Help! You're not getting the bike. Why you took your phone? What's wrong with you? Why you took your phone? You're not taking I don't actually care, but this story has totally blown up, okay? And uh, I'll say this about what you're hearing. You're not hearing one of these individuals talk about race. The woman is either Hispanic or white. I don't know. The guy is black. Uh, no one, neither of them, is talking about race. Just keep that in mind. As the minor dispute continues, cut 37. Okay. Stop touching me. Her hand brushed his hand. No big deal. It wasn't like he, she wasn't groping the guy, okay? Uh, he had the hand on the handlebar. She wanted to put her hand on the handlebar. Handlebar. When's the last time you said handlebar, right? Hey, what the hell's up with these adults riding bikes anyway, all right? If you're an adult, get a car, okay? I, riding a bike. My bike riding days have been over since the eighth grade, and even then I felt a little self-conscious about it. I should have left it behind in seventh grade. Cut 38, please. The fight continues. So take it. The baby gonna come out with How you stop crying? Not a tear came down, miss. Okay, she's crying. They say it's a fake cry or whatever. Anyway, they had an argument about a bike. I will point out, it turns out that the woman is pregnant. Six months pregnant. Now, maybe she shouldn't be riding bikes at uh, when you're pregnant, but actually I've seen uh, women take aerobics classes uh, at seven months pregnant. My wife worked. She was going to the office until two days before she I, actually was it the day before. I mean, she was working. She she, she works a lot. 
And uh, I love it. Um, more money. <laughs> and he, um, but this woman's pregnant. And aren't you supposed to give up your seat? I mean, she wants to ride a bike for crying out loud. All right. So, you know, you didn't hear a word about race, right? I didn't. You didn't. You just heard. That tape went globally viral. Look at what our sick fake news local edition does. This is local fake news, and it's just as fake as the national fake news. Listen to what they did, these idiots and these hateful people. Cut 39. The confrontation grew quickly between the white hospital employee and young black men just getting ready for a bike ride. The white woman here is seen attempting to steal a city bike from a young black man claiming she was threatened and was calling for help. Okay. Uh, by the way, let's just uh, name names here. Um, the first was Charday Betterinois on Channel 7, I believe. And the next one, I did not see his face, but it sounded an awful lot like Maurice Dubois on Channel 2, right? Racializing something, trying to make it a thing when it's not a thing. Thanks for nothing, fake news. That's what you guys have done for a long time now, right? I once saw an amazing cartoon in the New York Times, actually, in the late 80s. And it had a white person and a black person, a sketch of them. And they were like kind of in a boxing ring, but it wasn't. It was just like a, like maybe a, like a, like a, like a courtyard. And it was a sketch. And behind the black person was a microphone pushing, pushing the black person towards the white person. And behind the white person, there was a pen pushing the white person. Like you guys should fight the media trying to create a fight. And that's what they did here. Uh, she was not – she was pregnant for crying out loud. Anyway, the lawyer uh, came out today. It's in the post and said that it was her bike. And he has like total proof that it was her bike. It, you know, these these uh, city bikes give you a receipt. It shows up right away, your key fob, whatever. And speaking of key fobs, there was another. Remember this uh, this poor woman, uh, the, the St. Louis Karen. They call her the apartment building Karen. Um I don't like saying their names because they don't need any more trouble. But you stand up for yourself and you're a white woman. You are on very thin ice. And here she goes. Uh, she goes into a condominium. Some guy she's never seen before wants to go in the door behind, behind her. Okay. with and She's never seen him before and he doesn't have a key. You know who like to do that? Um, well, people who don't have keys, number one, point that out. Delivery boys sometimes, although they're supposed to. Uh, let's see who else likes to do that. Rapists. This is how women's are. Women are victimized. So she stands up for herself and says, "No, you can't come in. Cut forty, please." Excuse me. No, you don't have a key fob. You are no. 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 If you have that, then okay. Ma'am, you're not security. You're not the property manager. You're not no, Mike Hardy. No, but I live here. I don't like the fact you have your phone in my face. Okay, I don't like the fact that you're blocking me for what I pay. All I'm live. asking Thanks is a lot, pal. Yep. But you know, this woman is trying to, to work that. with you, and you're just being a jerk. Won't even say anything because I don't have to. You're security. How about neighbor helping neighbor if you do live there, or you're crashing at a friend's house, or it's an Airbnb or whatever? She is a key. You don't. Anyway... You'll notice neither party, although I think he's kind of going there because he's already got his phone out trying to document it, trying to make everything viral, which is what all these Generation Z jerks try to do all the time, right? Let's just go viral. Well, guess what? It went viral. And everyone came down on her, I mean, brutally hard. Brutally hard. David Muir is the anchor of the ABC World News Tonight Show, right? 
and uh, it, which I'm told is the most watched show in all of television. How can that be? Uh, I guess so. I mean, television is a different deal than it was 30 years ago. So everybody's watching this uh, David Muir show, and they tuned in to hear this. Cut 41. The confrontation caught on video a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. Amazing. David Muir, you should be ashamed of yourself, you pretty boy punk. You know, um, Peter Jennings used to sit in that same chair. And you know what he would report on? Tonight, the Berlin Wall came down, you know. (laughs) Um, the, the, the space shuttle challenger exploded, uh, uh, Gorbachev, uh, just became the premier of Russia and now, and now it's, it's cut 41. What again? Wait one more time. The confrontation caught on video, a white woman blocking (laughs) a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. Ronald Reagan was. Shot three times by John Hinckley. He is expected to live. Uh, No, no. The confrontation caught on video. A white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. Bill Clinton, elected president, the youngest president since Teddy Roosevelt, 1992. Peter Jennings reporting from New York. And the confrontation caught on video, a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. Flight 800 exploded over the Atlantic Ocean, New York to Paris, TWA 747, a huge catastrophe. Was it shot down by our own U.S. Navy? The confrontation caught on video, a white woman blocking a black tenant from entering their apartment building, demanding proof that he lives there. You get the picture? <laughs> You've become one stupid, dopey society. And then you can go on television and actually say things like this. This is the uh, MSNBC fake news crowd beating up on white women because, because white women, again, I, I, I've been telling you this, you, uh, you're you in trouble because you voted for Trump in 2016. Cut 42. This is yes. an accessible case of a white woman, white womaning, right? So we see the disrespect, we see the privilege. White women have taken an active role in the maintenance of white supremacy. My advice to white women is, man your own goddamn business. Can you imagine, can you imagine if they were saying black women? Can you imagine, or Asian women, or any, nobody should be judged on things they can't control, all right? Nobody, and I don't care what you look like, what your gender is, it's not fair. It's never been fair. It's never been right. Uh, but I guess now it is. No way. N- not on my watch. Not that I have all that much pull. But this could change. Told you about that picture I saw from 1975, a first class, uh, uh, first class lounge on an airplane, a Boeing 707, and everybody in the picture is smoking. One guy's got a cigar, got a pipe, everybody else has cigarettes. And that was... And that was normal. Now it's unthinkable. I think all this stuff is going to go away, but we got to fight to make that happen. I'll be back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 
Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I love my children. And I'll say it again. America is not a deadbeat nation. We pay our bills. Yeah, right. Deadbeat nation. You're a deadbeat granddad, though. Totally. That reflects so badly on Joe Biden and, quite frankly, a little bit America. The president of the United States won't acknowledge his own granddaughter, Navy. Navy Biden. Uh, Hunter has actually gone to court to say Navy can't even call herself a Biden. Make no mistake. Joe Biden has a granddaughter that he refuses to acknowledge, refuses to support. Meanwhile, the favored granddaughter, Maisie, is on a trip right now to Japan with her granddad, the president. Maisie, well, what about Navy? Interesting name to give a kid, but that's what that's the way it is. Um, Navy's mom uh, hooked up with Hunter at some point, and they had a kid. These things sometimes happen, uh, and you got to do the right thing, right? And by the way, Barbara pointed out, you know, uh, everybody tries to diminish and belittle this uh, woman, uh, the mother. Well, Apparently, she's, uh, first of all, she's a woman and a mother. That deserves respect right then and there. I don't care if she's a stripper or a Rhodes Scholar. It doesn't matter. Um, And strippers are people, too. And don't tell me you haven't ever been to a strip club. I, myself, it's been a long time. Yes, a handful of occasions. I found them rather boring, to be honest. I don't know what it was about it. I felt like such a chump. There was this place, uh, Sammy's, it was called, in Pensacola, Florida. I don't know. I just was like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. They don't. It's not like these girls like you. I mean, right? They're just like, I don't know. I mean, am I saying too much? All right. Everybody's been to one at least once. Well, not everybody, but most. And um, it's been a long time. uh, And uh, whatever. All right. It is what it is. Um, All right. I can't talk about my daughter now after talking about that stuff. So, um, but I, oh, is that the music? No, it's not. All right. It is the music. Phew. Okay. Um, A little bit on a whole bunch of other stuff we got going on. Hey, AM radio, the war on AM radio. Republicans, and yes, some Democrats to the rescue. Looks like we're all going to be able to keep our AM radios. However, our stoves <laughs> may be going away. Give me a moment, please. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, check this out from the hearing this morning, which is getting no attention. It should, wall-to-wall. This should be like uh, the January 6th hearings times uh, uh, 10,000. These poor FBI agents who are doing the right thing, who are saying, hey, don't use the SWAT team to hassle people who believe in the right to life, okay? Um, Don't use the SWAT team to go after a January 6th person who didn't break anything or hurt anybody. So they came forward. They listed all the weird stuff that's going on in the FBI, and, um, well, this is how they've been treated. And uh, this is a member of Congress and uh, talking to one of the agents. Go ahead, please. And Mr. O'Boyle, we, we just heard from you, your, your interaction with Mr. Gates and how all of this occurred and all of the hardships you've gone through. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues, came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it, what advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them or I could put them in touch with Congress 
but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the end of the hearing. And this guy, they totally turned his life upside down. And they have a way, the FBI, they can suspend you and deprive you of your income, obviously, suspended without pay. But then you can't go work anywhere else because you apply for another job. They want to see the records. They want references. Well, the FBI won't give you any references. They won't give the training records, all right? They won't even vouch for you. They won't even say whether you work there or not. Uh, and they also lose their uh, uh, clearances, top secret clearance, secret clearance. So in the world of, well, contracting and security, it's really good to have uh, that kind of clearance. And now they can't, so they can't work. It's amazing. And you look at those jerks uh, who came after Trump during the phony impeachment of Ukraine, right? Who were they? Yovanovitch, um, the ambassador to Ukraine, who was definitely, definitely playing footsie with Democrats and held her nose about Trump and was saying all kinds of awful things. Who was the other one? Fiona Hill. Remember that one? Uh, all these crazy people. And they put them on the t- cover of Time magazine and they got book deals and they got uh, just wonderful life because they came out against Trump. These guys come out against systemic corruption in the FBI and they damn near cancel them. That guy almost, he's a tough guy too. I like that guy a lot. Um, very much. Uh, let's see. Oh, you want to hear my daughter real quick? All right, let's do that. Uh, so how much fun is it playing with a three-year-old? Uh, actually, a lot of fun. Okay, it's a lot of fun. But at some point, you got to go, right? You can't do that for all day long, especially when you got to go to work. So she has this little special backpack, and she takes out 15, 20 dinosaurs and puts them in a line, and I'm helping her. And it's a lot of fun, but... I'm really looking at the door at this point, right? I mean, I got to get out of there. I got to. So uh, this is what happens. She senses that I'm about to leave. She can pick it up and listen to what she says. And then we start swinging and this house when you come. All righty. Well, it's a beautiful backpack. Don't get out yet. <laughs> Don't get I, out yet. I have to say? Yeah. Oh. Before you go to the office, you, you have to play. <laughs> Before you go to the... How does she know about the office? I, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. It really is. Russ in White Plains. Hello. Oh, hey. Play her some more. She's really great, Greg. If you could improve the, the sound quality, it might be a little better, but it is great. Um. Hey, I'm a first-time caller, but I watch you on Newsmax all the time, Greg. Um, don't you think Biden's granddaughter would be better to, instead of Navy, calling her like Space Force or Space Cadet? That would be more appropriate name, right? Now, what are you picking on the grandkid for? Come on. Following suit. You seem to do that. You know, I, 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 I mean, I, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? I, I'll pick on grown-ups, children. I'm not going to, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, well, I guess I did kind of Maisie. I did no. I didn't call her crazy Maisie. That's what I call uh, the senator from Hawaii. 
She's crazy Maisie, also known as Lazy Maisie. But she's a 75-year-old politician. Anyway, I'm sensing a little bit of hostility from you, Russ. I don't know. I don't know. Keep going. I don't know, Greg. I, I don't want to start it us off like that. You know, a, a lot of women call you. They're they're fascinated by you. And I, you know, this is true. Hold- this is true, Russ. That it's, is true. That is true. You have that. All right. One more point. Okay, I'll get right to it. You know, what if this Marine walked in on this bicycle bicycle encounter and choked the black youth to death? I mean. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, really, yeah, I know that. I mean, you've seen the video. You think that was a likely response, right? You think that's what that guy would have done? You think that's what Daniel Penny would have done? I already played the video. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it? I saw it yesterday. It's no big deal. It's no big deal, right? Let me hear that one more time. Cut 36, just a little bit. Cut 36. Please help me. Please help me. Now, at this point, nothing is going on. I mean, it's just it's just an argument. It's just an argument. And oh, by the way, if you really want to take it to where you're going, I guess the. I guess because the crazy person depicted as is the woman who's yelling so that Daniel Penny would have, I don't know. Why are you racializing it as well? No one here is talking about race and you're bringing up race right away. Just like the fake news media. Listen to this. Cut 39. The confrontation grew quickly between the white hospital employee and young black men just getting ready for a bike ride. The white woman here is seen attempting to steal a city bike from a young black man claiming she was threatened and was calling for help. Yeah. Why do they do that? And why are you doing it, Russ? Well, I'll tell you why, Greg, because that wouldn't have happened here because the black guy had some friends there. But the Marine pushed in where he shouldn't have gone. Okay, and Russ, you are you yeah. are like so on your own on this one. Pushed in again. You know, there were 911 calls about this. You know, there's I a witness. Know. There's a there's a train load full of witnesses. Can you quote Jordan Neely for me? I can. I don't care if I die on this train. I'm going to kill people. I'm going to kill myself. I am desperate. I'm going to do anything. And he's getting in people's faces and yelling and screaming. This is why we don't think this guy should have been arrested. One last thing, Greg. You know, has Commissioner has Commissioner Kelly confirmed that this Marine's father was a New York State police colonel? In wait a second. Wait a second. Commissioner Kelly. All right. Why, why, what the hell would he, why would he? There's no role in this. All right. My dad is uh, has left the police department. This guy, I think, was a state police officer. Hey, you know, I notice you're not asking any questions about uh, Jordan Neely's father, who I see showed up for the press conference where guess what is uh, guess what's in the works, Russ? Money. All right. This is the Al Sharpton movement. This is the uh, this is the Ben Crump moment. Right. And guess what? Relatives who didn't give a damn about him for many, many years are showing up now that he's dead. He could have used a father much earlier. And a lot of this stuff uh, wouldn't have happened. Anyway, Joyce in Suffern. Hello. Boiling, Greg. What? I spoke to, uh, my blood is boiling. Why? There's so many things to talk about, but I'm going to pick one thing today, okay? Even though there's so many more. January 6th. But when Obama was president, I believe it was his second term on New Year's Eve, he signed the Patriot Act, and he needed... Another signature. At that time, McCain wasn't running, I don't believe. Maybe he was. I'm not sure. I don't have the technology. Wait a second. A I'm sorry. Memory. Who's president when and the Patriot Act? I thought the Patriot Act was under Bush. It was? 
Do you know that for sure? The Patriot Act, the initial one, was a post-9-11 um, measure, law, uh, yeah, brought about, I think, in uh, uh, happened in sometime in 2003, maybe 2002. Uh, yeah, I think the thing gets renewed every now and then. Maybe you're talking about that, uh, but I think it's a little bit jumbled, at but least you know, for me. What? With Obama on New Year's Eve, McCain. I- Wait, what about, now, I, what, 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 what wait, 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 you got, New Year's Eve, what year? What are you talking about? I am not sure, I don't well, have the, Well, you know what you data. have? You got a computer, for crying out loud. I mean, come on. I don't have I mean, a computer. I you don't have a computer. Away. You don't have a, you have a phone? You have a yeah, cell phone? I mean, you have a smartphone? or a smartphone, Well, no. what's wrong with you? I mean, seriously, come on. I, how can I'm you not, not have this information? You, you, how do you get so, what, do you watch the news all day long on television? Nobody does that anymore. How do you know what's going on? Why are you so worked up? You don't have a phone. You should be... You should be in a beautiful place, a placid place. You, how do you get – anyway, I'm sorry to give you a hard time here, but I'm a little – look, you got to get your information straight before you get all worried about it, okay? So when the January 6th, when they had the uh, riot, supposedly, or, the, or whatever, they're supposed to charge everybody in one class action suit, more or less, you could say. They charged everybody separately, sent their files to well, whatever – Well, stop. Wait, 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 wait. They're not supposed to charge everybody in a class action suit. They're not supposed – this is not a civil matter. These are criminal uh, prosecutions. By the way, I think most of them are bogus because most of those people didn't hurt anybody, didn't break anything. And some of those people, oh, by the way, were provoked by the police. So, yes, they were. They were just standing there. I mean, they weren't uh, They weren't exactly the most well-behaved uh, people in the world, but they weren't, they weren't out for blood. And then the cops started throwing hand grenades in the middle of the blast grenades, those stun grenades. Anyway, Joyce, relax a little bit, all right? Uh, you, 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 I think we got to get you a computer because you can look at good things on the on the internet as well. You, you know, it's not all junk. To me, it's the devil's toy. Okay. I, 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 Joyce, you're not. Well, you know what? You're on a telephone right now, right? I understand. I mean, people can do horrible things on a telephone. People can do oh, horrible sure. things with the car. You know, you can also do great things. You could you could drive to the I hospital and and, and 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 hand out balloons to sick babies, or you could drive it you know on a sidewalk and kill fifty people. I mean, you know, it's the compute. You need a computer because I got to tell you right now, Joyce, and I love you. You you're wrong on a lot of stuff. You know, you're not you're you're really all over the place, and it's not helpful to you to me. I want you to know what's going on. Patriot Act means they can. Take right. an American citizen and charge them with terrorism as being a terrorist with no proof at all. That's what the Patriot Act is. Well, uh, I don't think it is quite that. And uh, look, I don't think it's that at all, to be honest. I, I think you're talking about the whole non-combatant thing. And uh, But look, there are lots of laws. <laughs> Joyce, if you called up with a bit more information, I might have learned something. But all right, Joyce, to be continued, I like it a lot. I think you should get a computer, all right? You can get a small one. Can we hook oh, her up I'm with the? Co- can we hook? Can we hook her up with a computer? We can hook her up with a computer. Great, no problem. No, we can't. All right, thanks, Joyce. All right, you good? Otherwise, otherwise, I just want to say <laughs> they put President Trump's life in danger with all this crap. Hey, okay? his life is in danger. His life is, is in danger, and thank says. God he's got good Secret Service around him. All right, I am worried about that. Very worried. I mean, uh. Look, I love the guy. I love uh, the policies. I love the style. And I, I just think he's awesome. I really do. I think he's a good person. Uh, I don't know why he drives them as mad as they, they are. That's crazy. But, yeah, that's something to think about. It really is. I mean, hell, how many presidents have they taken out? How many presidents have they tried to take out? A lot. A lot.
So, all right, Joyce, hang in there, and um, uh, let's do Sharon real quick in Westport. Hi. Hi, Greg. Um, Yeah, I'm so infuriated about this uh, Karen situation on so many levels, but the thing about Karen is, to me, Karen is like being an empowered woman, and we were told we want to be empowered as women. Now they're saying, no, Karen can't, white women can't be empowered. They can't, because otherwise you're a Karen. So... Then we have to go back to the days when women were not empowered. And when you weren't empowered, you counted on men to be gentlemen. So where is this man's courtesy and manners and gentlemanliness towards a woman with no power? Uh, well, uh, look, I'm with you on the, um, yeah, whatever happened to, hey, I am woman, hear me roar, right? I mean, this woman was roaring. Uh, don't we want that? Cut 36. One more time. Here she is. Please help me. Please help you know what I mean? She's sticking. Look, I know what you mean. You're supposed to stick up for yourself. Suddenly they say that's not right. That's not fashionable. You have to take a back seat. It's ludicrous. What did you say about men? What are they supposed to do? Well, remember back in the day when women had no power, which was, you know, some time ago. But back in the day, you could count on men to defer to women, to be gentlemanly in a little dispute over who got the bike. Well, some guy did. Person. Some guy. Some guy approaches. I don't want to. This is not. Look. And I'm not even going to – she was pregnant, although it wasn't that obvious she was pregnant. I mean, I'm not going to blame either party in this video. I'm not. I'm not going to blame the guy. I mean, he said it was his bike. Maybe he thought it was his bike. People get into fights. People get into arguments all the time. Have you ever been in an argument over a parking spot? Are we so supposed to defer if it's a woman, she gets the spot? I don't I do not do that. No, Actually, but they're taking I, her power away. But they're taking, taking all her power away, you should. You're taking all the power away. You should. I just look. I mean, we can't get. I want to find out if I agree with you or not. I think we are on the same page. Uh, I think we need to take Karen back, too. I think we need to take the term Karen back. So when I don't get the service I want now in a deli, for instance, the other day, I pound on the counter and I say, Karen wants service. (laughs) Don't do that. Did do it. Don't do it. Well, I'm going to do you're it. You're going to go you know viral, what? and they're going to try to cancel you, and they're going to issue a statement. Your employer's like, we have seen the uh, we have seen the video, and we find it quite disturbing. The person in question, you don't want that. Look, nobody, you don't want to, wait a second. If you're getting crummy service at the deli, you're really going to bang on the counter? I mean, that's life. Sometimes no. service is great. Go home, write a nasty review on Yelp, and uh, that'll really be, that'll do it. No, I'm not saying you, you got to stick up for yourself, but, I mean... I'm not going to, I mean, who the hell bangs on the counter when they don't get good service? I just don't go I there do. again. I do. because Well, you that's know wrong. We Sharon, wait a second. You and the other one, what's the matter? Come on, wait, wait. You bang on the counter. You, ba- <laughs> you don't do it. What happened? Think- How bad was the service? What could have happened that you bang okay, on the let counter? Me t- let me tell you, Whole Foods, deli counter, okay? Picture it. Westport, 2023. Okay. I'm being totally ignored. There's somebody behind the counter acting like they're on their break. I'm invisible. I mean, I am a very small, slight individual. Maybe, but I'm you're lo- maybe are you lower than the counter? They can't see you. No, I'm five feet, seven inches tall. All right. So and did you say, excuse me, may I, I'd like to order something? Did you say that? Yes, I, yes, I did. And then what happened? Then I got ignored. Come on. I finally said, Karen wants service. Oh. 
And then what? And then, and then, and then, and then. Well, you know what? It's lucky you can see what they're doing to your food in this particular venue, because otherwise I wouldn't have eaten anything I got from there after that, needless to say. But um, I could see everything he was doing. So he sliced up the turkey, and I left, and then I complained to the manager on the way out. <laughs> like a good Karen should. Uh, listen, I uh, I don't I, – it will look good for you, I guess, a little bit. I don't know. You're right. You know, when you set it up like that, you know, Westport, Whole Foods – Delhi 2023 you're right I can almost I, I can almost feel the resentment of somebody like you from who is a, whoever was behind the counter right and they've got all these uh, hmm I don't know yeah nobody wants to um, nobody really wants to work anymore I guess all right Sharon I just don't think it's a good idea to go around banging the counter okay you say excuse you said excuse me I'd like service and they really they truly just sat there ignoring you it wasn't like he no. was helping somebody else. Come on, no. Sharon. He just he acted she like he just there was nobody else there. There was nobody else there. He he acted like he didn't hear me. He acted like he didn't. Well, hear me. all right. I mean, you say you want to, so you want to, you're, you're, you own the Karen thing. All right. Well, good luck. Let me know how it goes. And Sharon, we are on the same page. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's good. I don't want you to go viral. But I love that you stick up for yourself. Thank you very much. What'd you say to the manager? I just said that this person needs an attitude adjustment. Hmm. And? I have a feeling you've heard this before about this particular person. And? Just judging by the... Uh, I don't know if he gave him an attitude adjustment. He's still in there, so I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. There. I mean, you can possibly, you know, kill him with kindness. You know what I mean? That guy's probably having a bad day. You know, let's face it. It's not exactly glamorous work, working at the deli. And I know everybody feels like uh, they, I don't know. I don't know. This doesn't make me feel inspired somehow, Sharon. I got to go. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now, by the way, we have a great gentleman. Speaking of China, will you please stand up? Gordon, stand up, please. That's Gordon Chang, frequent guest on WABC and Newsmax. And uh, he's Trump endorsed. He's a great guy. He's written several books on China. He's lived in China. And he's freaked out about China. He thinks uh, the other day he tweeted, uh, pray like you've never prayed before. The unimaginable is about to happen. Listen to this. Cut 35. C is getting Chinese society, both civilian and military, ready for war. He is mobilizing China's civilians, Chinese industry, Chinese agriculture, and we could be at war at any time. We have all of these uh, males of military age unaccompanied by family groups that are coming into our southern border. These are saboteurs, Ministry of State Security agents or People's Liberation Army. And these are the guys who are going to be attacking our grid poisoning our water, assassinating officials, detonating bombs in shopping centers. I don't want there to be a war. I've got too many plans. I've got too many uh, engagements. Please, no war. Uh, I hope Gordon's wrong, but he's, he's good. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Bill Barr back when he had guts. Bill Barr, the attorney general picked by Trump, uh, ultimately failed Trump. But for one brief shining moment, he had he had the fighting spirit. Cut 27. 
haven't seen widespread fraud. But so far, we haven't tried it. Well, and the point is that a lot of us, uh, there are several states that only have mail-in voting, including a Republican Well, this is like playing with fire. This is playing with fire. We're a very closely divided country here. And if people have to have confidence in the results of the election and the legitimacy of the government, and people trying to change the rules to this, to this methodology, which, as a matter of logic, is very open to fraud and coercion, is reckless and dangerous, and the people are playing with fire. As a matter of logic, as a matter of logic, open to fraud and coercion, and people are playing with fire. Absolutely. By definition, they change the rules. They use COVID as an excuse. They change the rules when laws needed to be changed. Laws. You can't just change the rules. You have to change the laws. You even have to change the Constitution in certain states. They didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of that. And I still have grave doubts about the fairness of the election in 2020. And I'm deeply concerned about what they'll do in 2024. And so many of these guys, these bureaucrats who think they're better than us, who think they're smarter than us, right? And they think it's their job to protect America from Donald Trump. Now, what is it that they're afraid of with Donald Trump? Uh, Securing our border, not getting into unnecessary endless wars overseas. What? What is it that he what bothers you guys so much about him? We separated children at the border. Shut up. All right. Anytime anybody gets arrested, say in um, Queens, guess what happens? They're separated from their children. Okay. The moment you get arrested and the moment you illegally come into America, you committed a crime. You committed a crime and you are uh, you're subject to arrest. And if you got kids with you, well, that was a real big mistake, wasn't it? That was a real big mistake. Now, no one's getting the death penalty for coming across the border. Okay. You're going to see your kids again. All right. But that's the excuse they used. And one of them, one of the many things, they just convinced themselves that he was this monster. But they knew better. When AOC and de Blasio went down there to the border to fake cry about the kids in cages and all those cages were uh, made under Obama and used under Obama. Right. Hmm. They um, the misinformation and disinformation that they say they're so concerned about, they employ big time, don't they? And. We've got the real information. Or you know what? Hey, let's pretend for a moment I'm wrong. you got the right to be wrong in America. And that's the danger of January 6th. You know, they say somebody said something on television or on the radio or Donald Trump said something and it led directly to violence. And therefore, you have to stop the speech. No way. You can't do that. And Barack Obama, with all of his prestige, status and power, he's trying to do that. The AM radio thing, you know, they want to take the AM radios out of cars. I think Ford, Ford, the F-150 doesn't get much more American than that. Did it put the AM radio in their car? Listen to this last night. Cut 14, Dave Donovan on the Cats and Cosby show. This is great news for AM listeners, for your listeners and other, and the 82 million people in the United States that rely on AM. Um, A bill was introduced today called the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. And as you said, it was a bipartisan bill in both the House and the Senate. And if you look at this, in the Senate, it was introduced by Ed Markey and endorsed by Ted Cruz. It was (laughs) signed on to by um, Senator Ben Ray Lujan, a Democrat out of New Mexico, and also signed on to by J.D. Vance, Republican out of Ohio. (laughs) 
Jimmy Baldwin is on there as a Democrat out of Wisconsin, and Deb Fisher, Republican out of Nebraska in the House. Josh Goffmeyer out of, uh, as, you, as you've had on the, the station before, Republican out of New Jersey. But you also have Rob Menendez, Democrat out of New Jersey, has signed on. All right. I love it. That's Dave Donovan. He's from the uh, Broadcasters Association here in New York State to protect AM radio. Now, Howard Stern, boy, oh, boy, I love the guy. I really do. I revere him. He's an amazing broadcaster, uh, a pioneer. He said something about this. I hope he's on our side on this one. Cut 16, please. Cut 16. This kind of freaked me out. I was I was reading an article how, how like a lot of car manufacturing companies now are eliminating AM radio from the radios. Yes, yes that's uh, it was announced a while ago. And now it's actually happening. They're just not going to put an AM radio in there. I think that's wrong. I'll tell you why. Because uh, I'm a fan of AM. Like, okay, I don't listen to AM radio anymore. I don't listen to any radio. I listen to satellite. I really mm-hmm. do not listen to radio. I'm but I also don't, I don't drive a lot. And sometimes, like, talk shows and stuff are kind of cool on AM radio. And I don't know. It seems to me they're... See, I'm one of those believers that AM radio could have a resurgence if they got the right people thinking outside the box with that thing. It's like a kind of an interesting medium. Now, if car dealers... I think that one of the things that has happened, Howard, is that AM radio stations are often owned by companies that have an FM station in the same town. The good news is Howard's on our side. Okay, I really, I'm so relieved, yes. AM radio. How can they mess with AM radio? So this is going to protect it. This is going to make sure because they were caving to uh, uh, the woke left. Oh, by the way, for the rest, um, they don't uh, they hate that AM radio is dominated by conservatives uh, dominated. Right. And a lot more people listen to AM radio than I think watch those uh, fake network news shows like, well, like David Muir, a white woman. (laughs) Right. Uh, The numbers, even though those numbers are big, uh, bigger on if you add it all up and um, they want an advantage there. I think one of the phony things they were saying, AM radio somehow messes with the battery. You know, they want all these cars to go electric. So that's why they were taking them out. Anyway, not going to happen. And that is a very good thing. Did that Gordon Chang thing uh, scare anybody? It really scared me. And all of these people, a 900 percent increase in military-age men from China coming into the United States via Mexico. And we looked it up. It's extremely hard to leave China. Now, the exit visa, uh, they don't call it an exit visa, but the exit papers that you have to get to leave China if you're a Chinese citizen, uh, it only costs about 100 bucks. but there's like a 5 to 10-year waiting list, and uh, 99% of the people who want to leave, they say no. So it's really hard. So there are only select few. Then you got to get a ticket and then you go to Mexico City for some reason instead of San Francisco. That's kind of weird. The whole thing is fishy. And Gordon Chang says a lot of these folks coming into America are saboteurs. And Gordon Chang is, you know, he's he's not a he's not like a crazy blogger. He's the real deal guy. Uh, And he knows China through and through. He's been warning us for a long time. And now he says a war could be actually underway right now, a silent war. Maybe they would win without firing a shot. I'd have to go a little bit deeper with him, but they're busy trying to compromise all kinds of people, including Joe Biden, where, well, I think they already, um, that already happened. 
remember this when it comes to that Durham report. I know it's a pain in the neck to read, and they wrote it poorly on purpose. Um, one little item in there, and some of the stuff we have heard before, but when we heard it the first time, they didn't report it correctly, and they tried to undermine it or explain it away. So remember this, the Steele dossier, right? The, all that dirt about Trump and the urinating and the prostitutes in Moscow, it was all a lie. This guy Steele gets it from some jerk named Paul, what's his name again? Some guy named Dolan, who lives in suburban Virginia. He just made it up. He just made all this stuff up. He was like a mid-level guy in politics, Democrat uh, Governor's Association. He worked there. He actually had a big job, I guess, for Bill Clinton, ran his Virginia campaign in 1996, stuff like that. And now he's in PR, and he just made up a bunch of stuff about Trump, gives it to Steele, and they treat it like it's gospel. Now, at one point, the FBI does get a little bit nervous. It's like, uh-oh, is this stuff true or not? And the FBI offered Steele $1 million if he could provide uh, better evidence, proof that everything in that dossier was true. A million dollars. Now, that would have influenced the election, don't you think, if they could have proven that? That's what they wanted to do. What the hell is the FBI doing offering a million dollars to anybody? A million dollars. Confidential human sources, they call them, CHSs. You know, I read this report. It's full of acronyms and abbreviations. It's designed to put you to sleep. I told you that they they were kind of faulting these agents for lying on a FISA warrant and then pointing out that they were wiretapping all these guys for nine weeks and they didn't find anything on them. They didn't find it. They weren't doing anything wrong. And instead of saying that, they said, after uh, after a six-week coordinated, uh, coordinated investigation, no inculpatory material was discovered, period. <laughs> you got to come right out and say, these guys are innocent and they were hounded by our own government, the government, the officials who are sworn to protect us, to serve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States from all, all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so many of these enemies now, my gosh, I guess they are domestic. Like a guy named James Baker, not the Secretary of State James Baker, James Baker, a uh, swamp lawyer who was the general counsel, the top lawyer at the FBI, a total Democrat, a total Trump hater, was working there in uh, 2016. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry who came in off the street with uh, any negative information about Donald Trump, pull up a chair. Let's hear all about it. Let's open a full investigation. Then he leaves the FBI and gets a top lawyer job at Twitter. Oh, we got this Hunter Biden misinformation from Russia. We have to be very careful about it. I'm telling you guys at Twitter, it's going to happen. Uh, I know this. It's going to happen. And when it does, it's from Russia. Now, how do they know it was going to happen? Because the FBI, his buddies at the FBI had the laptop. They knew it was about to come out. They also knew it was not coming from Russia. But the same guy, James Baker, lawyer, working for uh, the FBI at one point and then gets a big fat job at Twitter. Same game, though. Same game. Trying to influence American democracy. Uh, John in Dutchess County. Yes. Hey, Greg. Thanks for taking my call. So I have a question for you. You were in the military. You would know better. Um, all these people coming across the border, they keep emphasizing their, their uh, single males. Their what? Able-bodied single, able-bodied single males, they tend to say. Yes. What are the chances that... We know that we'll probably be in some sort of military confrontation within the next two or three years with China or Russia or what have you. 
Um, what do you think the chances are? Like in the movie Gang, the Gangs of New York, when the guys were getting off the ships from Europe, they were handed a rifle and told, here, here's where you sign for your citizenship. Go fight for your... And they give them a rifle and they get in a ship heading down south to fight in the Civil War. So who's to say that maybe in the future they, they say to these people, hey, you want to be a citizen? Here's a rifle. Get on the ship and go go fight for your citizenship. Can they be duped, in other words? Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's from the movies. That doesn't work that way now. Certainly not anymore. All right. Now, a couple of things. Number one, you don't have to be a citizen to actually serve in the United States military. You don't. Uh, and by the way, I knew some guys in the military, you know, citizen of Pakistan. What the hell are you doing here? Anyway, great guys. I knew a guy. Uh, where was he from again? Um, I think he was from Mexico, actually. Wasn't a citizen. And there's a way you can do that. And I admire that. And sometimes I think it helps you become a citizen. Anyway, our citizenship oath, if you get here legally, all right, you'd go through all the steps you got to do. It says it right in the oath. You promise that you will take up arms if called upon to defend the country. But it's not like we're going to just hand out rifles and say, go fight for your country. It doesn't, I don't know. Uh, no, no, not really, right? All right. Uh, one more. Denise. Hi, Greg. How are you? Wonderful. Good. I just wanted to talk about um, what was going on this week with Nassau County Board of Elections. Oh, the bogus, uh, the bogus Democrat. Uh, they mailed it all out to Democrats on purpose or something like that. What happened? Tell me. I, I heard something changed. about this. Yes. Yes. So they basically they changed every Republican, conservative, working families, Green Party, independent voters that were registered as that party to Democrat. But they never. Ch- they what? Oh, shoot. We just lost her. Uh, wait, Denise, hold on. No, 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 no. You're back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, 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 they basically changed Republicans to Democrat affiliation or treated them as Democrats, right? They changed all the parties, every party but the Democrats, as how they were enrolled. So if you were a Republican, they listed you as a Democrat. We have our voter cards. We saw it happen to us. I notified Bruce Blakeman. Um, he went out on Twitter. He told them that they better make the changes, that it was this disturbing era. Um, he's going to hold them accountable. But it makes you wonder what actually will be done. All kinds of trickery. And... No, I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah. I know that Bruce Blakeman yeah, no. discovered it. Uh, if you're the one who tipped him off, that's great. He's a good county executive. We like him a lot. And hey, whatever happened to um, Mangano? I always felt, I always think about, I think about him sometimes. Did he go to jail? Seemed like such a nice guy. I, you I know think what? That, did he go to jail? Was that? So. No? No, I think they got away with it. I think him and his crew got away with it. I mean, I they, don't so remember. he was, he was ba- bad news, huh? Bad news. Yeah. Yeah, he was bad. Uh, but right. I have to tell you, um, Nassau County Board of Elections, they had their standard um, email reply that they understand why you're contacting them. They're going to send out new postcards. It was like a glitch, a vendor error. Oh. They don't re- yeah, it's awful. It's yeah. awful. And, and it sounds very suspicious. Have- very suspicious. I'm glad it came Over to light. 600,000 people. 600,000? 600,000? 600,000. That's what Bruce Blakeman said. Go on his Twitter account and check it out. Yeah. All right. So is it fixed yet? Is it fixed? Not yet. We haven't gotten anything that shows the changes. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but it would be nice if somebody is accountable for it. So, yeah, he's, I'm going through his Twitter right now. Let's see here. He's on the Joe Piscopo show. Uh, let's see. What else is he doing? Uh, he was on CNN last night talking about George Santos. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm sure it's here somewhere. Oh, wait a second. He's a, he's a fan of uh, UFC. 
what is that? Ultimate Fighting Club, yeah. Ultimate Fighting Championship. Anyway, good guy. I have heard that he's on it, and uh, so are you, and that's important. And we got to be very, very vigilant. The trickery is not going to stop. I'll be back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, do you uh, do you exercise? Do you honestly exercise? I have always thought of myself as somebody who exercises. If you asked me in 2016, I would have told you, uh, yeah, I, I run, I run. And uh, I have a record, thanks to my iPhone, of what I actually did. You know how many miles I ran in all of 2016? Um, 137. That would be uh, like no running, <laughs> okay? That's a very small number. In fact, according to my Apple iPhone, I only ran technically in three months of that, October, November, December, and once in March. All right? You can fool yourself. In 2017, I ran 204 miles. That means June, July, April, September, I ran no miles. In December of that year, I ran six miles. And I was going around convinced that I was some sort of a runner. In 2018, I ran 42 miles the entire year. Uh, uh, two miles in February, uh, eight miles in November, uh, that kind of thing. And then a switch flipped. My wife said, you have got to lose weight and get serious. You're about to enter a very important phase of your uh, life. And the next year I ran 1,000 miles, 30 miles, 30 miles a week minimum. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I think it's a bad situation all around. It's not good for the migrants. It's not good for our school here. They don't have IDs. How are they going to go in without not even a background check or what's even their last name? Not enough bathrooms, not enough space. It's, there's other places to put them. No, they say it's last resort, but partial of Armory, Bed Bath & Beyond over there. Why can't other states also be a spot. There's all these places they could put them. So they're using children as a political statement to house people where they could put them somewhere else. Our children deserve to have the academics up to par. You understand? How are we going to do that when our kids is having to worry about who they around and we're going to get hurt and our teachers as well are having to suffer because now they're stuck in a position where they can't even help our kids get help. All right, these people are upset, rightfully so, because migrants are being put in school gymnasiums, into neighborhoods all over the place. And who do we have to blame for this? Who? Obviously, Eric Adams, but even at a deeper level. I mean, this uh, throwing them uh, into the school gymnasiums, that's just a desperate, ludicrous, um, but he does not. Well, listen to this first, and then I'll say something. Uh, Cut six. Eric, Eric, cut six. We got 4,200 people last week came to our city for shelter. Just, I need everybody to wrap their heads around that for a moment. 4,200 people showed up in our city in one week with the already 65,000 that was here already and saying we need full care and shelter. Then we have 900 people a few days ago that came in one day. One day, 900 people. We've never seen numbers like this. Yeah. But here's the problem. You, um, 
It wouldn't actually be happening. There was a way to avoid this, even for New York. Where is his skill? Where is, where is the, um, the connections, the, the political connections, uh, the behind-the-scenes maneuvering? He doesn't have any game. All he does is, all he has is the suits, the ties, and the ego. Cut eight. Listen, folks, easy. We got this. You know, so I want New Yorkers to know I'm made for this moment. I'm the mayor that this moment calls for, and we're going to navigate through this. He doesn't know a damn thing, though. And you heard the desperation a moment ago. (laughs) Throwing him in school gymnasiums, but I'm the man for the moment. You know, if he worked with Governor Abbott instead of antagonizing him, right? If he actually... Look, I know he loves to show the New York Post that he's an independent Democrat, right? But he has no sway whatsoever with Joe Biden, right? I mean, the least we could get out of a Democrat mayor is a little bit of pull with the uh, Democrat administration, right? No, don't doesn't have that. What does he bring to the table? Zero. And above him is that uh, is that beauty shop customer as our governor cut seventeen. Right now, we've had over 71,000 individuals come to New York State over the last year, thousands more in the last few days and weeks. And it is just a volume where it's impossible. Impossible. Well, it exceeds your abilities. We need creativity. We need skill. We need expertise. And these total and complete egomaniac amateurs don't have anything. They have nothing to offer. Zero. Especially Adams. Oh, by the way. You heard he's, he's worried one moment and then he's just uh, riding high the next. He just he just goes to press conferences and he hooks up friends with jobs. That's what he does. The rest of this stuff, he doesn't like. And by the way, there is a, you know, you have a deep state. You also have a deep city. All right. There is a permanent bureaucracy here in New York that Eric doesn't know how to manage, doesn't know who's there, doesn't know what's going on. It's like. We have an amateur. That's the thing you have to understand about uh, about Eric. Now, we've got some passionate citizens out there. And one of my favorites is uh, Councilwoman Vicky Palladino, cut 21. Why can't we just say no? We did our share. That's enough. 54,000 or more are here. Turn the city upside down. Totally dismantling every service that we have in place right now. And uh, it's time to turn the buses around and say no. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> now, uh, by the way, that's a pretty bold statement. How do you do it? Well, that's where the creativity, skill, and expertise come in, okay? And maybe you can get involved before those buses even leave Texas, all right? You can. That's the way government works. If Joe Biden, he doesn't give a damn. Oh, by the way, he could have gotten on the phone, all right? He could actually be helping right now. He could have told Eric Adams, hey, are you crazy or what? You're putting them in gymnasiums. You're making the whole party look bad, right? That's how politics actually kind of works. It's not just about photo ops and it's not just about uh, signing executive orders. It's about working, working the system. You know who was great at this stuff? Well, Giuliani, of course, and Bloomberg to a lesser extent, although he was saved by his great police commissioner. Let's see. Uh, Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson. That guy understood power. He just very few like that. Most uh, most people just are passing through. John F. Kennedy. He looked great. But he was just passing through. Most of these guys just passed through. Even Bill Clinton, to some extent, did not really understand power. Um, I actually read that Power Broker book by Bob Caro. 
Great book. Uh, although he had mistakes, every book has mistakes, and he tries to say that Robert Moses was a racist. And you know what his proof is? The racism proof? The bridges on the Bell Parkway are too small for buses. And it is true, the bridges, especially the Southern State Parkway, right? You can't fit a city bus in there. So Robert Caro says, Robert Moses was trying to keep black people away from Jones Beach. Wrong, all right? Totally wrong. You know, Jones Beach, I think, was established in the early 1930s. And you can look it up. As a matter of fact, I do it in my book. Justice for All, How the Woke Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement, subtitle, and about everything else. Um, Back in uh, the early 1930s, the population of New York City was overwhelmingly white. There were as many black people in uh, New York City as there were in Maine. All right, very small portion. He wasn't thinking about it. He thought the bridges was pretty. I, I get that. And it was uh, very much so the car, the automobile. That was the great innovation. That's where the the imagination was. That's where the energy was, the, the, the car and the family and the suburbs. And um, it wasn't to keep black people out of the beaches. There were no There were no black people to keep out of the beaches, quite frankly. Uh, what else about that? They want to. They were actually going to pour a billion dollars, several billion dollars, into the Cross Bronx Expressway, which has been screwed up ever since. Uh, I don't know. Ever since I first started going to Yankee games when I was uh, like seven years old, the Cross Bronx Expressway. Well, it was always a nightmare. It always will be a nightmare. It's not going to be any better when they build a park over the Cross Bronx Expressway. Can you imagine that? They want to build. No kidding. They want to turn the Cross Bronx Expressway into a tunnel and plant grass on the roof. This is not going to go. And there, this is serious stuff. This is really happening. And Pete Buttigieg and uh, Chuck Schumer and who's the new congressman up there? Richie Torres uh, say this is an answer to what do they call it? Uh, environmental racism and the racism of the highways. There's racism everywhere, including in the highways. Tony in Mount Vernon. Yes. Hi. Hello. I told you the scorn. It doesn't matter. You're talking to me now. What's up? Talk. Okay. Yeah. What I told him was that you don't need faith to believe in God or what I call infinite intelligence, that it is both logical and natural to believe in God. And I'm just going to see if you could answer this uh, question. Is this a riddle? Is this a, is this a, is this a brain? No, it's not a riddle. No. It's All right. Not, Go ahead. No, is it philosophical? Is it deep? Very, it's very, all right, fire no, away. It's, it's, it's normal. Let me it's hear it. Normal. It's Shoot. normal. Okay. Here you go. Is there anything animate that which means living or inanimate, non-living that has the ability to create itself? Uh, is uh, is there anything animate that has the ability to create itself? That has the ability to create itself. To create itself. Um. To create itself. We're not talking about reproduction. Yeah, I guess no. The answer would be no, right? No, I guess no. You can't create yourself. You're already created. And there's nothing that exists that has the ability to create itself, correct? Yeah, where are you going with this? I'm going so what the if the answer is, is no, then that means, well, obviously everything is here. So where did everything come from? Um all right. You're saying everything came from God, right? 
or from an infinite intelligence. Well, I think it's God, but all right. Uh, yeah, hey, you're kind of preaching to the choir in a in a unique way. I'm already, uh, 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 I don't know, the Big Bang Theory. What do you think of that? How does that tie in? Uh, never mind. Tony, it's a very interesting thing. I'm going to remember that. Is there anything animate that can create itself? And the answer is no, ergo, proof of God. Although um, I didn't need that little sentence to prove God, but uh, Tony, interesting. Very interesting indeed. Uh, let's try Warren in Bergen. Hi. Hey, Greg. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, thank you for speaking the truth. And uh, thanks to Captain Tides and you and Rudy. I pray for you guys and that they never uh, take you off the air. <laughs> you know something I, I know? I uh, Hey, Warren, I don't hear you on the air very well. Do you guys hear him very well? He's very breaking up. You hear that okay? All right, Warren, apparently you can be heard. Keep going. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I fear, the, I fear the New York Post is going left as much as I like them. Um, there are two polls in uh, that from WPA. I don't know who that is, but uh, it was like if the election was today, Trump would lose to Biden by seven percent. I saw that. I saw that, and I had the same thought. Uh, it was a Reuters poll, and Reuters is left. Uh, I, I see. I've seen that poll in a lot of places, and in a lot of so-called conservative places. I've seen those polls. Um, and some of those polls are meant to cheer up the other side or who knows what. Look, people play games with polls. But bottom line, I have noticed some strange things out of the New York Post. I love and hate the New York Post, okay? Love-hate relationship. I love what they did with the laptop. I love some of their conserv- their their columnists. I don't love that they essentially gave us uh, Eric Adams. I don't love that a lot of their uh, news is so uh, celebrity-oriented and stupid, uh, there was something today two two the breakup of two people I have never, ever heard of. And, you know, it goes on and on and on. I think they may have been in the Vanderpump, the Vanderpump. Is it Vanderpump or Vanderpump? The uh, the reality TV show people, they're always talking about these uh, things. So, yeah, I got my I got my beef with the post lately. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Warren. Got me. Yeah. Hey, did you uh, you look at the the Epic Times at all? Occasionally. Today, it's, uh, you know, front page. Nothing to stop uh, the FBI from mistreating Trump in 2024. Also, another one, Florida Florida activists sending sex change kit, kits, build a queer to uh, kids, you know, minors around the nation. You know, that Epic Times so is some- great. I should look at it more often. Thank you. And as a matter of fact, I think WABC has been having some very interesting conversations with the good people at the Epic Times and, um, yeah, I get the same sense, though, by the way, that they are not in any way chastened uh, by these hearings, the FBI, or how they got caught fabricating all this stuff against Trump. I I feel like they, they, they got away with it. They know they got away with it, and they're not feeling the remorse and regret, and they're not taking the corrective actions that a healthy organization would be taking right now. Let's see here. Supreme Court rules, humankind. Uh, I don't see it in the headline anymore, but um, we'll uh, we'll get back to you on that. I do see that people are dying like never before. I mean, maybe mortality rates were like this uh, during the plague, uh, during the early 1900s, but I'm hearing about all kinds of people you know, dropping dead at 50, 60, 45 
having these crazy near-death experiences. That guy called in the other day, everybody talking about blood clots, right? Have you heard this? Now, the CDC isn't going to come right out and say this is happening, but I have a feeling it's happening, the blood clots. And I have concerns about the vaccine. I do. I do. And I got the vaccine. I did. It was my choice. And I, I, I'm pro-vaccine. I'm also pro-choice on the vaccine, that is. It should be a choice. And the way they tried to force that damn thing into our arms and now people, an experimental vaccine, brand new, mandatory for 300 million people. What kind of government does that? A corrupt authoritarian government. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, special guest. Her name is Liba Nessis, Harvard grad, but she's also totally in the know with all things celebrity, all things gossip. You can go to LibasNightOut.com. That's LibasNightOut.com. Spell Liba, L-I-E-B-A-S. All right, uh, Liba, I'm sorry, you're almost out of time, but if you don't mind, bring us uh, what the hell really happened with Harry and Meghan and that uh, so-called high-speed chase. Hi. Okay, Greg. Hi. Well, I was outside and um, to go to the Miss Woman's Award where they were receiving an award, and I really feel like, in a sense, they caused this on themselves. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Waited. I was all school. I mean, they, they wanted this. They wanted this attention, right? I don't think they wanted the attention, but I think that they evaded the paparazzi. They were supposed to do a red carpet. They had barricades set up front. All the photographers were waiting up front, and they went through a back door through the Hertz rental car. And then when it was time to leave at 10 o'clock and the paparazzi had been waiting there for four hours, they once again had someone shielding Megan's face, a bunch of her security shielding her face so the paparazzi could not get her photo. And they had been waiting for four hours, and some of them might have flown in from London. All right, so what? They, they wanted a picture. There was no chase. There was no high-speed chase. They put that out there because they wanted us to think of Diana and feel sorry for them, right? I don't know about that. I don't think it was a high-speed chase. I thought it was more of that the photographers, they created a feeding frenzy because they didn't give the photographers their photo. The photographers were waiting for four hours. They have a job to do. When they show up at their office, they have to say, Here's the photos of Meghan and Harry. I know how it works. So wait, so what happened though? So what happened? I believe, because I was standing outside and I spoke to the head of the day, one of the main people at the Daily Mail, and I saw them run after Harry and Meghan's car. They knew the license plate and they knew where they were going. And I don't think it was 12 people. These weren't in, Harry and Meghan said they were in blacked out vehicles. These people don't have blacked out vehicles. So what happened, Liba? So they, uh, I say... I say that the po- that the press followed them because they wanted the paparazzi wanted the picture. I don't think it was any high pursuit where they were going backwards and jumping over sidewalks. If that was the case, the police would have issued summons or arrest because it's very high profile. I think there were some guys on bicycles, maybe one or two cars trying to okay, get a picture. Okay, but Liba, Liba, uh, they put that out. They wanted to think. They want everybody to know that they're so in demand. And I think they wanted us to think about Diana because Diana, remember, she died through that tunnel running away from the paparazzi. This is a PR. Yes, this I is a PR scam. I think even when Diana came to an event, she did a red carpet and she was much more hounded than they were. They should have done the red carpet. Did you hear anything about the 19th precinct? Did you hear anything about the 19th precinct? 
Yeah, but I didn't. They weren't that. They just stopped by on their way home. That they the police kind of escorted them. I don't see why you would get into a taxi. I mean, because the taxi has no security guards and the photographers can all get your picture. Yeah, I know, but there no may have been a decoy window. job. Well, anyway, I'm glad that you're out every night. Liba's Night Out, L-I-E-B-A-S, <laughs> nightout.com, LibasNightOut.com. Thank you for the thank update. You, you bet. Thank you so much. so much. Thank time. you, thank you, thank you. All right. Um, I got to get ready for the the show, uh, the Newsmax show, but we, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is going to be very quick. I apologize. Sandra, go quick. Okay, this is um, the week for the police. It's National Police Week, and I think we should all celebrate in whatever way we can. Maybe dropping by the precinct, give a card. Don't drop by the precinct. They're busy in there. (laughs) You can't. I don't think you can pop into the precinct and ask for a tour. But we should support our law enforcement. And oh, by the way, there's a big race this uh, this weekend that I'll talk about tomorrow. Sandra, thank you. Uh, And one other thing, what? Oh, anything else? You can go. You can wear blue. Or yeah, wear can, blue. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll find out the ins and outs of this by tomorrow. And hey, uh, Barbara. Sorry, Sandra. I got to go to Barbara real quick. Hi, Barbara. Sorry, I'm so short on time. Uh, hi. Hi, Greg. I just want to give you a reaction. Then you said the FBI does not seem at all ashamed or cowed about being found out for all the things they did. Well, one of our founders had something to say about that. He said, when government fears the people, there is liberty. When people fear the government, there is tyranny. And that is what's going on with the FBI. They are not afraid. They don't have to fear the people. There is no feedback, no payback for them. What a beautiful thing. Who said that? Who said that? I don't know. I don't have my book with me, but I can find it and and send it to you. But government fears the people. There is liberty. We know that. And when people fear the government, there is tyranny. And that's what we're experiencing right now. Oh, my gosh. That is so wise. And it's such a it's so logical. And you can feel it. You can see the arrogance that they have. And they're blowing off congressional inquiries because they they have no fear of the people. Uh Very sobering, but we can fix it. I think we can fix it. Thank you, Barbara, Ernest, Jerry, Rachel, the rest. I'm sorry. I will see you all tonight at 10 o'clock on the Newsmax show or in book form wherever books are sold.